At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. All right, let me tell you a little bit about Jace Medical. Jace Medical is, um, is there for what is coming. They have essential drugs, and we are seeing shortages of essential drugs. Only 339 of them right now? In yeah, the but States? that's it. They have a medication kit right now that contains five essential antibiotics, uh, which treat the most common and deadly bacteria infe- uh, infections, customizable with dozens of add-on medications available. You can uh, choose you know, what your family needs. They even have ivermectin as an add-on. Uh, Jace is simple. Get the medications that you need at your home when you need them. You can get up to a year's worth of your prescriptions so you have them at home in case of a shortage. Jace Medical, J-A-S-E Medical.com. Enter the promo code Beck at checkout for a discount. It's JaceMedical.com. All right, radio program begins in just a second. Stand by. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. We've got a lot to address today. Uh, we have exclusive investigative reporting also uh, from the uh, theblaze.com. Uh, breaking story now. Uh, something that's been going on since, I don't know, January 6th, a couple of years ago. Yet another lie has been exposed. And this one is a big one. These lies keep coming out and they helped put people in jail. These lies, now that they are exposed, should be used by the attorneys to overturn uh, the court cases on January 6th. Our government is completely out of control. Also, I guess some more bullying uh, happened in Georgia, uh, but we had yet a third attorney turn state's evidence on uh, Donald Trump. It does not look good for Donald Trump. We'll have that and uh, also the latest in Israel 
and the House of Representatives. We begin in 60 seconds. Imagine for a minute being part of an organization that is saving 200 human lives every single day. Does that seem to you to be something worthwhile? Something that you'd like to be a part of, you can be proud of. The good news is you can be a part of that when you give to the Ministry of Preborn. Preborn offers free ultrasounds, so expecting mothers get to meet their unborn child and his, hear his or her little heartbeat. That's not all. They offer moms maternity clothes, doctor visits, and help that they need when choosing life for two full years. And all of this they do because of generous people just like you, who believe in saving lives and who give what you have. A $28 donation, the price of an ultrasound, could make the difference between life and death of a child. But you can give any amount you want to preborn, and it's all tax deductible. It goes directly to that work. I'm asking you today, please get involved. Keep the good news coming and give generously. Dial pound 250. Say the keyword baby. That's pound 250 keyword baby. Donate securely at preborn.com slash Beck. Sponsored by Preborn. Well, welcome back to uh, Stu. Nice to have you here. Thanks, Glenn. Glad to be back. How'd the surgery go? Your voice sounds the same, but you're... Yeah. Yeah, I think you look nice in the dress. Thank you. Yeah. It's, uh, I picked this one out special for the first day. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we look like, it looks like we might have a new, uh, a new speaker today. Yeah. Uh, Mike Johnson. Mike Johnson. Now, of course, I want you to know as a person who obviously covers the stuff for a living, I had spent a lot of time thinking of Mike Johnson before yesterday. Right. And I want right. you to know. Didn't we all? Oh yeah, uh, this is the this is either the guy or not the guy, one of the two. Right, and I, it depends on your perspective. But what does your research one. tell you about Mike? Well, Johnson? Well, my deep research on Mike Johnson mm. tells me I'm a lot about him. A and lot about him. That's what you get from deep research. Okay, you know good. that's why we do it. It's that's why we're right. so dedicated. Now, every some day. would say that you're uh, you're stalling here because you have nothing on Mike Johnson. <laughs> Very little, honestly. Very little. Like he say, social conservative. He's known as a social conservative. His yes. voting record is okay it's it's not a you know it's not jim jordan it's but it's also uh not mitt romney mm-hmm. um he he's in a very heavily trump district a very red district um which would indicate you want someone there with a very strong voting record right for that district i would say his voting record is mediocre but it's for the country as a whole it's pretty good so Mike Johnson is now the nominee. He's the guy who said we should not go back out on the floor until we know we have a speaker. Can we not just uh, yeah. keep throwing people out and then being humiliated, humiliating ourselves? So they adopted that. Um, and then last night uh, they did several uh, roll calls. And uh, we don't know. Well, we do know. We don't know if he's going to get 217 on the floor. We do know that um, he got 201 in a roll call. Now, that's the highest that they had had, 201. They had three present votes and 19 absent. But the 19 that are absent, they feel comfortable they could get 217 today. So they're going to vote Today at noon. 
At least that's what they say right now. That's what they say now. We will see if that happens or not. And they might. I mean, maybe they... Look, they are getting more and more frustrated with this process. Right? They get to that point where the the more and more annoyed they get at going through this. And, and they, I think they feel embarrassed. I don't know that that's the right emotion or feeling for this. You know, so what if your vote fails? I don't know why everyone... Why do you get embarrassed if your vote fails? Just move on. You just look like you're just a bunch of... Just do is, it. I, I, but this is the media framing of it. It bothers me a little bit. It's like they have a four-seat majority. It's hard. You know? I mean, like, it's not easy to get 217 votes when you have 221 to play with. Like, it's, it's difficult. I'm sorry. People have different opinions. This is a... Like, they act as if it's like everyone's just falling on their face. It's like, you know, Gerald Ford in the Saturday Night Live skits over and over again, falling into his Christmas tree. It's like, this is a difficult process. What is, what made this, which is kind of embarrassing part of it, is they threw the guy out beforehand and created all this on their own. They knew this chaos would be on the other side. Right. And they did it anyway. Right. But I mean, at the end of the day... If the Democrats, you know, the Democrats seem to stick together no matter what. But if they had a four-seat majority, it would be hard for them to pick a, a speaker, too, if, especially if one didn't previously exist, like Nancy Pelosi, right? If they had to come up with some new person, it would probably be difficult. It'd probably be Karl Marx, but that's just a different... <laughs> he is unfortunately not available at the yeah, moment. Yeah, he's, he's not at the moment. At the moment. Not at the moment. So, uh, in uh, George Washington University, George Washington University, several Palestinian messages pro-Palestinian messages were projected onto the university building uh, by students from the university. Now, let me ask you, what's a pro-Palestinian message, Stu? Um, Stop the bombing. It may need to be more specific. The the bombings at least started by Israel. You, You need a long disclaimer on each one of these things, but like something like, you know, Peace deal now. Cease fire now. Right? Like, how about this one? Is this pro-Palestinian? Sure. Glory to our martyrs. <laughs> See, no, that, I would that say seems a little uh, less pro-Palestinian. More, let's kill all the Jews. Yes, pro yes. Hamas. Yes, pro, pro yes. Uh, ge- Israeli genocide. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Free Palestine from the river to the sea, which is also. Very clean all the Jews out. Thinly a, veiled anti-Semitic. Yeah. I mean, you know, because if there's you know, the river to the sea, there's where do the Jews they, live? <laughs> That's live kind of between the river and the sea, oh, there, okay, generally okay. speaking. Yeah. Uh, divestment from Zionist genocide now. This is what is hmm. this is what is happening now all over our campus. This this is uh, sh- should be really disturbing. Um you had uh, a pro-Palestinian demonstrator, uh, or in fact, several of them, take and beat a pro-Israel activist who was helping an old man. Charlie Kirk, this according to Charlie Kirk. Turning Point USA, he identified the man in the video as Peter Christos, who was attending the rally along with another activist from the organization. Christos, Kirk wrote on X, was violently attacked while he and another TPUSA staffer were trying to escort an elderly Jewish couple away from a pro-Israel rally. On the way to their cars, they encountered pro-Hamas supporters who assaulted them, punched them repeatedly, and hit them with a flagpole before cops could pull them away to safety. They see not the only one who has posted about this. 
It was one of several disturbances which took place outside the Lincolnwood Town Center, where the Simon Wiesenthal Center was hosting a Stand with Israel event. About 200 pro-Palestinian counter-protesters came to picket the event. Police say at one point members of the crowd confronted an individual who then brandished a handgun and shot one warning shot in the air. That individual was taken into custody. A participant in the pro-Palestinian protest was also taken into custody for assaulting two people with pepper spray. Pepper spray. Uh, Pro-Hamas protesters also chanted at a Boston rally, biggest threat in the world today, Israel and USA. Is anybody sensing a problem here? Anyone? Anyone? Does anyone see a problem? Because I'm starting to. Now, polls will tell us, according to a new Harvard-Harris poll, only the police and military are more respected than Israel. That's an amazing thing. Except Palestinian Authority gets 17% support and Hamas has 14% positive rating, which is to say... 14% of our American neighbors have taken the side of a medieval religious cult that's vicious enough to cut Jewish babies out of their mothers before beheading them. I'm just saying. I'm a little uncomfortable with 14%. If if I said to you 14% of this population were supporters of Nazis, would that concern you at all? Oh, and 14 people rally in some city. We hear about it for two weeks. Correct. This is 14%. If 14% of, the, of your neighborhood was all in with ISIS or Al-Qaeda or the Nazis, would you be concerned? Why are we not concerned? The other side of this and this is a great point made by David Harsani from The Federalist. Many of those who claim to be supporters of the Jewish state are not the Barack Obama types who do the perfunctory throat clearing about Israel's right to exist before going into the usual reasons it should not. This faction, let's be generous and call them both siders, is a growing concern in the Democratic Party and on the, on the fringes of the right. According to a Harvard poll crosstab, 36% of liberal of all ages agreed that the Hamas attack on civilians was justified. Liberals, 36% say what Hamas did was justified. Mm. How do you ever justify the killing of children and women and fathers in their homes? Just coming in and shooting all of it. Can you imagine if Israel would walk across the border and just go into homes and just start shooting people without war? That's that's murder. That's yeah. mass murder. I mean, what is the most justified war of all time? I don't know, World War Two. If our soldiers go in and they start raping people, it's not justified. Even in the middle of World War Two, if they start decapitating babies, still not justified. It doesn't matter what the cause is. There's no cause great enough to justify rape and decapitation and the murdering and kidnapping of grandmothers. 
Like that's not, there's no justification for that. We all know war is terrible and terrible things happen in war. But when we catch our soldiers doing things, I mean, remember the controversy we had in this country over um, the naked pyramids of uh, in Abu Ghraib mm-hmm. back in the day? Mm-hmm. Where we're like, oh, gosh, they're embarrassing these prisoners. That was that was a controversy that we were embarrassing them. That was a big thing. Remember the waterboarding of Khalid Sheikh Mohammed? How much, We spent hours and hours and hours talking about that. Was that right? Was that justified? This is literal murder of innocent children for no reason other than to terrorize the community. That's never justified. I don't care what they've done to you. That's never justified. Well, according to the new Harvard poll, a majority of 18 to 24-year-olds believe the killing of more than 1,200 Israeli and American civilians is justified. Nearly half of those 25 to 35 here in America believe it was justified. So you can go in and kill a family. Also, we probably shouldn't mention this because we're not supposed to, but you know what? I want to give you all of the information you could possibly need so you know what the truth is while we have the ability to tell you the truth. A majority of American Muslims agree that Hamas was justified on its attack. Wow. This seems to me to be a real problem. Are we going to step up and do anything about it? Why is it that our president is now... Preaching to Israel about how they should respond. Why is our president now trying to hold Israel back? He gave a lot of lip service to Israel, saying, you know, they have a right to attack. They have a right to respond. But now they're holding the whole world is holding them back. If we can't as a people say, you know, there's a real problem. Here with beheading children, you know, going in and just shooting innocent families. If we as a people cannot say that, what kind of world are we building? I will tell you, we are building a world that aborts babies, that kills children in hospitals if they're born defective or they have no no real quality of life. We will round people up and gas them. We are creating the world the Nazis wanted to create. And with our technology, God help us. May God forgive us. There is there's a lot going on that you don't know about because you haven't had the time most likely and haven't seen anything in the news because it's all been eaten up by israel there's some very important things that are happening we'll talk about it here in just a second first rough greens here's what i want you to do the next time you go buy groceries for the week as soon as you get everything home from the store i want you to stuff it all into your oven turn it on high for a few hours and then eat whatever comes out okay yeah don't really do that but guess what That's what kibble food is feeding your dog, okay? The food that's been cooked for so long, there's nothing alive left in it. Nothing your dog can really eat. 
and it probably tastes the same as uh, what would happen if you did what I just said, just stuffing it all into your oven and just cooking it. But that's not what your dog tastes because they spray flavor on it to make your dog eat it. It, look at rough greens is not a dog food. It's a supplement developed by naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black. And you sprinkle it on the dog's food, brown food, dead food. You want the greens. You name it. If it's healthy for your dog, it's probably in rough greens. The folks at rough greens are so confident that your dog is going to love it, that they have a special deal for you. Just go to roughgreenscom slash Beck or call 833-GLEN-33. They'll give you your first trial bag for free. All you pay for is shipping. Call 833-GLEN-33. 833-GLEN-33. Call them today. 10 seconds. Station ID. The lengths that they will go to here at this point is really, they really are remarkable. Uh, Eric Levitz is a guy who works at uh, the New York Magazine. He wrote this after talking about the beheading of babies. He said, this is from the other day. Last night, I asserted that this report indicated that babies were beheaded. This was an overstatement. I should have said that the report established that babies were found headless, a fact that lends plausibility to claims of beheading, but which does not prove them. So they found headless babies, but that doesn't mean they were beheaded. Who knows what could have happened? Maybe they just fell off. Maybe I, I'm trying to honestly <laughs> figure how else uh, are the head? I've had children. I know lots of people have children. Their heads have never just fallen off. Well, never. Maybe they were wearing a uh, a Velcro hat, and then there was Velcro on the ceiling, and they jumped up and stuck on, and then it just stayed to the ceiling. I don't know what could have happened. Anything could have happened. Now his. What he was, he tried to explain himself later and basically said, I, they, they, beheading in the dic- dictionary definition way, he said had multiple meanings, which is not necessarily true, but it's to remove the head, right? That's what beheading is. Right. <laughs> he was saying, well, there's also a, a form of execution where you behead someone who's alive. Like he was basically trying to say, there may have been a bomb that went off that knocked their heads off, and that's why they didn't have heads on them. Now, I don't know. It'd be weird if everybody yeah. uh, everybody really, had heads except the babies. Right. I mean, this is, is ridi- this is so bizarre. Uh, do we happen to have the full screen? There was this great full screen uh, that I saw today um, of, of um, Palestinians walking in the streets with a banner. Look at this. Um, reproductive justice means free Palestine. Uh-huh. Wait, what? I mean, they're trying to jam everything <laughs> in and try. None of this stuff makes sense. So don't try to make sense of it. They are they are just burrowing into hell. The Glenn Beck Program. I don't like to miss when I shoot at something. I'm really... I'm I'm really I'm I'm not a good loser, uh, you know. Especially when ammunition is so high, I feel like oh, there's a two dollar patch of dirt eight feet to the right of the target that I was shooting at. That makes me feel good. Fortunately, that's not the case anymore because now with Mantis X, you can get a lot of practice in that you need without ever firing a real bullet. 
It is a high-tech, easy-to-use system that's widely used by the military and helps you improve your shooting quickly. You attach it to your firearm and connect it with an app on your smartphone or your tablet via Bluetooth. Then, whenever you're firing actual rounds or even dry firing practice, it will give you instant feedback on what you're doing. What you're doing right, what you're doing wrong, and how to correct it. 94% of the shooters improve within 20 minutes just by using Mantis X. Mantis X. Start improving today. Get yours at MantisX.com. That's MantisX.com. Sign up to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the code Glenn Plus and save 36 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. If you missed yesterday's uh, program, we launched uh, or relaunched theblaze.com. Theblaze.com is where all of the Blaze Media began uh, in 2010 or 11. Um, we started because we knew that the news media was going to burn itself down. They were lying. We knew it. We had seen it made uh, on both sides and knew that it was not the truth. And um, the Blaze is named after the, um, the burning bush. Many people in the company don't even know this, but I named it after the burning bush that Moses saw. It was a fire that burned but did not consume. However, that fire would consume anything that wasn't true and wasn't in line with universal truth. That's why I call it the blaze. Stand in the fire of the blaze if you are telling the truth, and it will purify everything that is uh, not perfect. It will burn it out. The blaze was uh, an attempt to be able to not only tell people the truth of what's really going on, but then also to be later GBTV became the blaze. I wanted to make sure that our voice could always be heard. I'm growing more and more concerned about um, the forces that are working to uh, destroy anybody who tells you the truth. It is getting worse and worse. In fact, um, you know, if anybody thought that, oh, well, Facebook and all those guys have been exposed, so it can't be that bad. It's worse than it's ever been. Just this last summer, when I was telling you about the World Economic Forum, uh, we were uh, demonetized. And what that means is when we have a product and we bring it to the public, the reason we can do that is because we have sponsors that will pay us for the number of people that are watching these things. Well, for everybody else, that seems to be pretty easy. If you're not on the right, that's pretty easy. But if you're on the left, you don't make money. It's very hard to make money. You have to go to clients that really understand what you are trying to do. And you cannot pay for news that way. We've been demonetized to the point of uh, when I did that special, um, my Facebook algorithm was changed to throttle us by 90%. We still have not recovered from that one show where they said I wasn't telling you the truth because I was telling you about ESG and the Great Reset. 
we have proven to them that it was a lie, but the algorithm has not been changed. We never got our audience back. In fact, when I post something on Facebook or anybody on The Blaze posts anything, um, only about 10% of the people who ask for it to be in their feed are getting it. Only about 10%. We can't continue to do this and not make money on it. In fact, we have wanted to expand for quite some time, but every time we get close to it, they demonetize. So we have decided we're no longer going to play that game. I would rather rely on you than anybody else. I, I certainly am not going to rely on Facebook and Google and Twitter, any of them. I'd rather rely on you. And so we're kicking out the Google ad agencies and um, we're no longer accepting any advertising on uh, the blaze.com. The blaze.com is a news site. And if you haven't been there for a while, please look at it. We have really upped our game. First of all, it's just so refreshing and weird not to be attacked by all kinds of ads. You know, the kind of ads that you're like, uh, this I thought was a story, but it's not. It's an ad uh, or the pop up ads or the all just all the ads. My gosh, I can't take toenail fungus ads anymore. So you don't have to worry about that anymore. And we're counting on you that you will find value in our news uh, that is worth a cup of coffee uh, every month. If you're already a Blaze TV subscriber, you're going to get the news site as part of your your package. There is a story today that is an exclusive and shows you the kind of investigation work that we are are now committing to. United States Capitol Police Officer Harry Dunn, who was celebrated as a hero for his actions on January 6th and his public statement since, Earlier this year, President Joe Biden awarded him the Presidential Citizens Medal to great fanfare. But the story that first made headlines is now a obviously disprovable lie. Dunn alleged that he was called the N-word numerous times during the riot at the Capitol on January 6th. Almost the entirety of the media repeated his claim without any question. It features predominantly in his new memoir, his new book, Standing My Ground, a Capitol Police officer's fight for accountability and good trouble after January 6th. Seemingly no other word in the English language when spoken by someone other than a black comedian or a rapper evokes more viscerally negative responses. So, so taboo is the use of the N-word that when anyone such as quotes the word in a news story or an interview, it has to be redacted. In Standing My Ground, Dunn recounts how he and another black officer was approached by BuzzFeed reporter Emmanuel Felton to tell their stories about that harrowing day in which they were forced to endure racist abuse, including repeatedly being called the N-word as they just tried to do their job of protecting the Capitol. I sat down with one of my buddies, another black guy, and tears just started streaming down my face, he said. I said, what the F, man? Is this even America? What the F just happened? I'm so sick and tired of this. Soon he was screaming so that everyone in the rotunda, including his white colleagues, could hear what he had just gone through. He sat there in the rotunda at the end of the day, 
These are racist ass terrorists, he yelled out in the rotunda. I got called the N-word 15 times today. Trump did this. And all these effing people in our department that voted for him, how can you support him now? He said, I sat there in the rotunda and I cried for about 15 minutes. I just let it out. Well, he went under, the, uh, under oath to tell this wonderful story. But Blaze Media has um, been acquired access to two FBI 302 interview forms. They're marked unclassified. However, they're under the court's protective order, preventing them from being made public. But in Dunn's first statement before a congressional subcommittee on July 27th, he said, I'm a law enforcement officer and I keep politics out of my job. But in this circumstance, I responded, well, I voted for Joe Biden. Does does my vote not count? Am I nobody? That prompted, he said, a torrent of racial epithets. A woman in a pink MAGA shirt yelled, you hear that, guys? This N-word voted for Joe Biden. And then the crowd of perhaps 20 people joined in, screaming, boo, effing N-word. No one had ever, ever called me the N-word while wearing the uniform of a Capitol Police officer. In the days following the attempted insurrection, other black officers shared with me their own stories of racial abuse on January 6th. One officer told me he had never in his entire 40 years of life been called the N-word to his face, but that streak ended on January 6th. On page 82 of the pre-publication copy of Dunn's book acquired by Blaze Media, he gives a similar account of the racist chant from the lady in the pink MAGA shirt. But... On page 157, Dunn writes the chant was led by a woman in a pink MAGA hat. Despite that and other minor discrepancies in Dunn's telling, the biggest problem with the story is that this is the most video recorded event in history. Not a single piece of evidence, video or audio, has even emerged to confirm that such a racially charged incident ever took place. In the two and a half years since the events, with tens of thousands of hours of audio uh, taken and analyzed from open source cell phone video and D.C. Metro Police body worn cameras, nobody has, rep- has produced recorded evidence to corroborate Dunn's story. Well, what about the Capitol Rotunda closed circuit TV video? Well, Blaze Media has analyzed this. It does not include any audio, but the video also appears to lack any visual evidence confirming the event as Dunn described it at the time and the location he claimed it occurred. In fact, the entirety of the extensive hours of videos that Blaze Media has examined reveal no such event. This includes the end of Dunn's day when he supposed to have to broken down crying in the Capitol shouting, why? Instead, he's clearly visible, visible, talking to numerous fellow officers, but not only without tears, but sometimes smiling and sharing a cell phone video. Also, Blaze Media did not find a single shirt fitting that description worn by anyone inside the building. Analysts for Blaze Media have spent hours poring over the video recordings looking for any individual, male or female, wearing a pink MAGA shirt inside the Capitol building. We can report conclusively 
based on the many camera sources available, that a woman in a pink MAGA t-shirt is never seen near or in Dunn's vicinity. In fact, Blaze Media did not find a single shirt fitting that description worn by anyone inside the building. The Sedition Hunters, a self-described global community of open-source intelligence investigators working together to assist the U.S. FBI and Washington, D.C. Capitol Police to find those who committed crimes on January 6th at the Capitol. They had unprecedented access to open-source since January 6th video footage. This group of left-leaning activist researchers has also failed to produce evidence of the N-word being used against Dunn or any other black police officers of that day. Hmm. Hmm. What does that mean, I wonder? Tonight at 9 o'clock, I know there's so much going on, but there's a lot we're missing You never let a good crisis go to waste. There's a lot of things that have come out in the last week, week and a half that mm, you may not have seen because everyone was too busy talking about something else. I told you that we were watching those other hands and watch we have and we're going to expose tonight. What else has, has been happening since we were all distracted with Israel? What else has come out? Wait until you hear the update on our pharmaceutical companies, our government, and COVID. A lot of stuff just happened to come out. Huh. At a time when nobody would pay any attention. Huh. We're paying attention. Tonight, 9 p.m. on Blaze TV. Get your subscription now at blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn36 and save. Tonight, 9 p.m., Blaze TV. When I was a kid, the only people who had cell phones were the ones on TV. I mean, Captain Kirk and Mr. Spock. And then I think the next one I saw really was, well, Mannix, I think, had one. But I mean, a real, you know, a cell phone would probably be J.R. Ewing. And J.R. Ewing, my gosh, he was not exactly a futuristic socialist utopia kind of guy. Um, he paid for that luxury, and it was an enormous brick. But soon, you will not have that luxury. Ah, spooky dude, thanks for stopping by. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative mobile company, and they offer dependable nationwide coverage so you can access any of the three major networks that everybody's on, but you don't have to worry that part of your bill is going to go to fund leftist causes. Send a message to the rest of the country that you believe in and support free speech, religious freedom, sanctity of life, the Second Amendment, our military, veterans, and first responder heroes. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team will help make switching easy. Whether you're getting and keeping your number, getting a new phone, or upgrading, or both. Just go to PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Or call 972-PATRIOT. 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation when you use the offer code Beck. Join me today. Make the switch. It's easy, and it's going to save you money. 
patriotmobile.com slash Beck. Join the conversation. 888-727-BECK. The Glenn Beck Program. By the way, the uh, story that we just gave to you about January 6th that, that can be found on the front page of uh, theblaze.com. Um, yeah, I, I urge you to go. You've not seen a page like this. I don't think. Have you ever seen, Sarah or Stu, have you ever seen any page like this? There's no ads on it at all. And it's it's almost disorienting. You're like, okay, why, why are there no? I, I mean, I'm prepared for toenail fungus and all of those really creepy weird i guess mr elitist has never had a toenail fungus problem <laughs> over here God, I mean, ivory tower yes. where there's no <laughs> fungus doesn't climb that high apparently <laughs> we're glad back whoa what a world you must mm, live in remind me to keep my feet away from you <laughs> uh, yeah it is i mean it is very it is a bit jarring. It is, That's isn't it? In a good way. Yeah. You I know? mean, it's just so clean and not cluttered and nothing else. Just like, this is all I need. Okay. It's it's so different. Uh, yeah. So different. And we are adding now um, investigative reporting with stories like we just gave you. But we're also doing documentaries now monthly. Uh, we have uh, a new show coming on that is completely different. We have now a sports page, a lifestyle page, where I read a great movie review uh, on Blaze yesterday. I'm like, this is fantastic. Everything you need, theblaze.com. Theblaze.com. Get it as part of Blaze TV Plus. The Glenn Beck Program. Most people have no idea that there's an invisible gap in their home's protection. You have your home, you have your equity, you know it's there, but what? how do you protect it? Well, it's at risk right now if you don't do anything about home title theft. Uh, according to the FBI, con artists can just pick a house. They can, you know, it could be a vacation home, it could be a rental. Uh, it could be a home that someone is living in right now. And they just transfer the deed of the house into the name of, of uh, you know, whoever they are. And then they start borrowing against your equity. How do you protect yourself against something like this? Well, you got to use Home Title Lock. Home Title Lock can put up an invisible wall against this type of uh, operation. And this operation is more common than you think. Check on your home's title right now at HomeTitleLock.com. Be sure you're already not a victim of this. Uh, Use the promo code BECK. They will send you a complete scan of your home's title and your first 30 days of triple lock title protection are free. HomeTitleLock.com. The promo code is BECK. It's HomeTitleLock.com. The code is BECK. Do it today.
you're about to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America. While we have been paying attention to the Speaker of the House, which we may have one today, and Israel, there's a lot of things that have fallen by the wayside that seemingly nobody has paid attention to. We have, and they're important things. Jamie Dimon just ripped the central banks for being 100% dead wrong on economic forecasts. That's kind of a big deal. 100% dead wrong on their economic forecasts. Why do we still listen to them? Why do we still listen to the experts? Tonight at 9 o'clock on my uh, television show on Blaze TV, we're going to be talking to you about the other news that broke last week regarding uh, Fauci and, uh, and COVID and the games that are being played and the games that are being played with your health and your tax dollars. That's coming up tonight at 9 but I don't need to tell you that prices are up everywhere. We have Carol Roth to talk to us about a couple of things that are going on now that are causing your wallet to be hit and hit hard and the wallet of every taxpayer in America as well. Carol Roth joins us in 60 seconds. First, how often do you move from one house to another? Hopefully, unless you're into that kind of thing, the answer is not very often. Buying and selling homes is a lot of work, and it can be a huge hassle, especially if you don't have the right real estate agent to help you out. Believe me, I've been through a lot of moves. I'm in radio, and you really couldn't hold a job. Uh, I've dealt with more than a few mediocre real estate agents when I did. Now, here's the good news. I formed a company called realestateagentsitrust.com. It's a free service to you. I don't want you to have to go through the same difficulty when you move. I figured it out because I happen to be working with the 500 best real estate agents, according to the Wall Street Journal, in the country. I got to know them. I got to know the best business practices. I wanted to share that with you. So we now have a company that vets these people and finds the very best in your area, according to our criteria, best business practices, real estate agents. I trust the name says it all. Go to real estate agents. I trust.com. That's real estate agents. I trust.com. Carol Roth, the, uh, the author of you will own nothing and former investment banker, Carol, how are you? Always a good day when I'm with you, Glenn. Yeah. And I have to say, I want to say congratulations on the, uh, the new, uh, information out the relaunch of the blaze the thank beautiful you. new look of the websites very exciting stuff very very it's, excited for everybody thank you isn't it it's a little disorienting to go to a website with no ads on it i i mean Lovely. at least it was for me it's really nice but i kept expecting all of these ads and i would look at something and be like oh no that's just more information it's really it's quite nice um thank you for that so um carol Let's start with the monthly budget review. I don't even know what we're spending this money on, but we are spending money hand over fist. And uh, I know we're going to pay for it eventually. Uh, Tell me the latest. 
So the latest is everybody heard that for the end of fiscal year 2023, that there was a $1.7 trillion deficit. And Glenn, that sounds horrendous. You know, we're not uh, technically in the middle of a war, although we're on the fringe of, of several, but we haven't lost one. Uh, we have an economy that is technically expanding. We're no longer in a quote unquote emergency. How could we spend $1.7 trillion? Well, I have some news from you. It wasn't $1.7 trillion. It was actually $2 trillion. So I went to the Congressional Budget Report, and since I'm a nerd like I am, I decided to read it. And there was some footnotes that were buried and information that was buried underneath the headline. And one of the things that I found was a little bit of, I'll call it accounting trickery, but it, it's not really accounting trickery on the CBO's part. They were doing the, the standards that they follow, but what was communicated to the public and what was happening at the federal level was trickery. So go back to fiscal year 2022, and you remember that President Biden wanted to do this illegal cancellation of student debt. Right. So for last year's deficit, they put in over $300 billion. That was the best way I can explain it that I've sort of understood. It is almost like a, a reserve or a, a write down basically saying we're not going to get this money. And so this is an expense. And so fiscal year 2022's deficit actually was much larger what they portrayed than it was because of this accounting reserve that they put in there. Once the Supreme Court struck that down this year, they had to undo that. And it's not perfectly dollar for dollar because they figured out some way to save something along the way. But net net, that means that basically they took off this reserve of over $300 billion, which means the actual amount of spe deficit spending that we need to finance is more than $2 trillion. And again, that's not what's being communicated to the public. You know, you might say 1.7 trillion, 2 trillion, what does it matter at this point? But at this point, especially when rates are what they are and we have to finance every one of those extra dollars, it just means more potential financial damage to this country. So um, I, I was having a conversation with somebody and they say, Glenn, um, the Fed isn't buying all of our our notes now. <laughs> and I said, I'm pretty sure they are. Maybe Japan, because there's some weird deal with Japan. But I'm pretty sure no one's buying it except the Federal Reserve. Am I right? So this is a very sort of complicated issue. If you go back in history and you go back to you know, before the Great Recession financial crisis, um, the deficits that we financed, that was basically done by foreign entities, whether it was foreign central banks or other foreign investment entities, as right. well as, as other investors. When you get to the period between like 2008 and 2014, um, they sort of said, well, you know, maybe the U.S. isn't as tight as it was before. We have a, a, our own financial crises. We don't have the wherewithal to do this. And so it was only financed in part. And that's when the Fed um, enacted this QE program, this bond buying program, and started adding assets to their balance sheet. So they started buying then. And then after 2014, there was basically on net no foreign central bank buyers because you had a lot of the central banks around the world actually um, lessening their, their reserves and they just didn't have the, the wherewithal. So the Fed was. Now we're at a point um, where it's very questionable because the Fed theoretically is letting uh, 
assets roll off its balance sheet. And it also, um, you know, we don't have uh, entities around the world. We don't have banks and insurance companies that have the wherewithal because they've gotten in trouble with all of this long-term underperforming debt. So they don't have the wherewithal to be out and be buyers. Uh, we do have higher rates so or higher yields. So that has enticed some folks. But obviously, we know that bonds and yields trade in the inverse. So that means that there is more supply than there is demand. And that's why the yields keep going up. So the Fed is definitely doing things in the market, which a lot of us um, argue whether or not that's really QE, where they're doing things to maintain the liquidity in the market. But long term, this does become the question as as we continue to run these massive deficits and there isn't the appetite from other central banks to buy our debt. And we know that there's a whole slew of you know big central banks and big countries that are actually trying to do the opposite. They're trying to put pressure on the U.S. Who is going to be there to purchase this debt? And the answer long term is it's going to have to be the Fed. And what's going to happen, basically the way this is going to come about is that you're not going to have enough buyers. You're going to see the, the yields go up. It's going to create a crisis in the market. And the Fed's going to be left with some one of two choices. The QE that we talked about, the bond buying and a QE program is we're going to buy X dollars worth of bonds in order to get things down or something which Japan has done called yield curve control, where they say, well, we want to target the specific interest rate and we'll just buy as many bonds as it takes right. in order to keep it at that level. And so that is the trajectory we are on with the amount of deficits we have, with the debt we have, with the interest that we have. There are only so many things. I mean, math's math. There's only so many taxes that we can levy. They're not going to cut back services. We've, we've, we've seen that already. And so the only other option is debt financing. When there's nobody there to finance the debt, it ends up coming with from the Fed and it ends up devaluing your dollars and we get inflation. And this is what people don't understand. People are decoupled from reality. Math is math. There are only so many options they have. And at every single turn, this ends up hurting the American people. So when we see people pushing back and saying, oh, you know, I earned my Social Security, they can't take it away from me, I completely understand that. But they've lied to you. So they're either taking it from you there, they're taking it from you in terms of your purchasing power, or they're taking it from you in terms of your taxes, those are their options. That's the range of options they have. Is it? Is it? I saw a story yesterday, maybe, that uh, the first transaction with uh, the Chinese yuan across uh, states uh, has happened, and that the Chinese are dumping our uh, our treasuries and buying gold. Is that yes. true? It is. Um, and that that's the central banks that have been lightening up on treasuries, um, whether because, you know, they are trying to defend their own currencies or they're trying to raise dollars to buy commodities that are priced in dollars like oil or food. Um, you know, that's been going on. And what they have been doing is they have been deciding, hey, if I need dollars, I'm going to sell treasuries, not sell my gold supply. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, you know, 
net net, we've actually seen many of these central banks be massive buyers of gold. So it's going to say, hey, if I need to raise money, I have these different options. I'm holding the gold. I think that's a better option Mm -hmm. than having these dollar denominated securities, which again is a signal, A, in terms of trust of the dollar and B, in terms of the global financial order and this massive desire to say, we see weakness, we smell it, we taste it. This is an opportunity for us to knock the United States on its behind. And so they are going to take that opportunity to this to the oppor- uh, to the ability that they can. Now, the one weird thing here that I'm going to put out for everyone, and this is going to sound backwards based on everything that we discussed, is that given times of turbulence, the Treasury market, the U.S. dollar being this huge liquid, you know, well, generally well-functioning market has always been the flight to safety. When we saw Israel versus Hamas, uh, you know, Hamas attacks Israel, the first thing that happened is that bond yields went down because people were buying treasury bonds. But that only lasted about six days. Mm-hmm. And then we had a reversal and now we're headed back. Um, this morning I, I was checking, I think we're at like 4.9 plus percent on the yield, headed for that you know 5% mark, which is you know, a, a really um, key resistance level. And so, but what could happen, and we saw Bill Ackman, one of the big hedge fund managers, cover his trade in, in treasuries. And he said, you know, if things really were to accelerate, people actually could end up going and buying treasuries as a flight to safety. So that's what we're trying to get through now. Is the treasury going to remain a flight to safety asset or is it being replaced you know, in full by gold? We, we saw at least in this sort of temporary period that you know, it was only a very short time people went to bonds and then they started buying gold again. And you know, certainly I think that gold's going to play a massive role going forward, but what does that mean for the treasury market? And again, what does that mean for you is that the if there aren't people to buy those treasury bonds, the yields go up, everything becomes more expensive. The cost of capital for businesses become more expensive. That ends up you know, slowing down our economy, has all sorts of implications. So that is not a good outcome for any of us here in the United States. All right. So, Carol, hang on just a second, because there, there are several politicians, things that are happening around the world that you're getting a new kind of politician that is breaking uh, all of the old standards and are kind of reinventing things. And I don't know if some of these guys are good, good news or bad news. There's one in uh, El Salvador, I think, and there's another one in uh, Argentina. And Correct. I know you've done your homework on them, and I'd like to see if you've what you think of them and if their plans will work. For instance, in Argentina, they have 100 percent inflation. Nobody's going to be able to buy anything in Argentina. It's broken. Can this guy turn it because he's pretty radical uh, yeah. and I think a radical libertarian Correct. Uh, which is OK. Uh, not what I expect from South America, but I don't expect it here either. Um, let's uh, let's continue our conversation in 60 seconds. First, let me tell you about a United States Marine Corps captain and pilot Jeremy Sachs. He was killed along with five other service members when his military aircraft ca- crashed during a training exercise. His family and friends remember him as courageous, a brilliant man devoted to his career and the people who were special to him. His wife, Amber, gave birth to their second daughter three months after his death. 
This is where Tunnel to Towers came in. They paid the mortgage on the Sachs family home because Tunnel to Towers Foundation, they deliver on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices America's greatest heroes have made for us. They've helped now over a thousand military and first responder families navigate the worst of times by removing the burden of that mortgage payment. And they're able to do that because of people like you. There are families that are in need more than ever before. Please, if you can, will you help out in their mission? If you would donate $11 a month, it would be so helpful. Let me invite you to go to Tunneled Towers at T2T. That's T, the number 2T.org. T2T.org. 10 seconds, station ID. Okay, so we have five or six minutes here. Let's just talk about uh, the second largest economy in South America that always seems to get on its feet and then they destroy it. And then it gets on its feet and then they destroy it. And it's destroyed every time by the same thing. Marxism. Yeah, so you're talking about Argentina. And what we have to understand about Mar- Argentina is that it's this kind of weird anomaly. Um, there's a famous economist that said there are basically four different types of economies in the world. There are those that are developed. There are those that are emerging. There's Japan and there's Argentina. <laughs> so this is a country that you know went from being really wealthy. I think they were like the 10th wealthiest in the world uh, around 1900. They have you know a really great um, amount of soil, a very fertile soil for agriculture and things were booming and then they just created this massive welfare state and they have been in this spiral that they cannot get out of uh, where they just continue to spend they get bailouts they've gotten something like i'm not even joking it's like two dozen almost two dozen bailouts from the imf and it just goes to show you that throwing money at problems doesn't fix the problems. You have to go in and, and actually surgically address the, the issues, which are things over the course of history, but certainly in recent years, like massive corruption, like this overspending, um, and they have just been in this, this cycle that they can't get out of. So as you mentioned before the break, this is a country that has, I think at this point, it's up to 140% a year inflation. Jeez. Now, funny enough, this is not hyperinflation. Hyperinflation is 50% a month or about 1,000% a year. This is, I may teach people a new word today, this is called galloping inflation. It's the stage uh-huh. right before hy- hyperinflation. So if you didn't know it, about 20% to you know multiple hundreds percent a year is galloping inflation. So they have galloping inflation, and this is just crushing people. You know, They get their pay. If they're getting it in pesos, they're turning it into dollars immediately because they know that as soon as they have the peso and they go to the store, that it's not going to buy the same amount as it did before. And this creates this massive crisis of confidence. It creates a lot of demand for dollars. So it's a very highly dollarized society. In fact, a lot of the um, premier workers are are actually demanding salary or payment for services in dollars because they're looking for something that's stable. But what's happened here, Glenn, is that 40% of their population is in poverty. And when Mm. I say poverty, I'm talking real poverty. I'm not talking about iPhones and nice sneakers poverty. I'm talking you cannot eat for days poverty. 
So you would think that this would be a nation that says, okay, we can't handle this anymore. We want change. And that's why Javier Millet, who is this, you know, crazy libertarian who wants to you know, do massive reforms and shut down the spending. That's one of the reasons he was so popular. He won the open primary. You know, he was off to the races. But when it came down to the vote that we had just a couple of days ago, well, you know, the, the people who were in charge over and over again, they ended up actually coming in in first place. So there's going to be a, a, a runoff here. But what are they doing? All right. We, we're we're going to we're going to come back to him because he is what he is proposing is, uh, I mean, I love it. I love it. It's but great. Can, but can he win in in Argentina? More in just a second. The Glenn Beck Program. When the time comes, are you ready? If something bad goes down, let's face it, something bad is all around us. Are you sure you and your family are going to have the food? You can't count on grocery stores in an emergency, and you know that. The truth is, you need emergency food stored. I know it's scary because it makes you feel like, oh, I've got to worry about that. No, it's just the opposite. When you have your family taken care of, it is such a burden off of your shoulders. The meals are 2,000 calories per day, easy to prepare. Take a little water, a little heat, and you got a meal ready to go. And it is really, really good. It's delicious. Get a three-month emergency food kit for each member of your family and save right now. And My Patriot Supply also sells biomass stoves, off-grid room heaters for power outages, gravity-powered water filters, heirloom seeds, survival gear that may come in handy. It's MyPatriotSupply.com. MyPatriotSupply.com. Go there now. Join Blaze TV today. Use the code GLENNPLUS for 36 bucks off your annual subscription. It's blazetv.com slash Glenn. It looks like uh, the House is reconvening today at noon. Mike Johnson is the candidate this time around. They think they have 217 votes. They don't know for sure. But in conference, they had 201. Uh, There were three people that said they were abstaining. One of them is Thomas Massey. He came out earlier and said, I've had more conversations with uh, Mike. I am in, so I'm going to vote. And there were, I think, 19 people that weren't there, but they felt comfortable that they could get there to 217 today. Yeah, it looks really promising, the most promising effort so far, largely because there's pressure on the other side. The moderates are basically holding them hostage. They're saying that if they don't vote for Johnson, if they they try to continue this, then they will go with the Democrats to vote for McHenry as a temporary speaker with expanded powers, which is what the right doesn't want. So they've got a gun to their head here. So Johnson, who doesn't have a huge impact, a lot of people don't even know who he is, um, but he does not have a lot of enemies. So that's a good right. thing for that's him a good right thing, now. yeah. Uh, he is a big God guy, um, a 
smushy, but not, I wouldn't put him in the rhino category. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at his voting ratings today. And of course, I knew them before this, but I was mm. just double checking. Sure, sure, uh, sure. Uh, we all know our we all know. Mike Johnson voting record. Right. Uh, yeah. He's basically Scalise or McCarthy when it comes to this stuff. And he's yeah. so, also from Louisiana. So, you know, uh, so Scalise, right? There's a lot of, uh, right. I mean, Louisiana is going to be the most popular, the most powerful state in the Republican conference. Uh, that's for sure. After and I, they have alligators, and I think they should bring there some go. to Congress once in a while. <laughs> uh, we're talking to Carol Roth about this new um, politician that may end up running uh, Afghanistan if he can get. I mean, this guy is. I mean, well, just let's, let's listen to his uh, or Argentina. I don't know what I said, but Argentina. <laughs> listen to what he says he wants to do. He wants to get rid of the central bank. Uh, yes, he wants to dollarize. So he wants to get off the peso and go to the dollar. He wants to balance the budget and public education and replace it with vouchers, privatize health care and legalize free trade of human organs. That's weird. <laughs> Eliminate health, education and environment ministries and replace them with the Ministry of Human Capital. Make it easier to own handguns. And change the logic of social policy where we go from giving people fish to teaching them how to fish. I think I love this guy. Yeah, I mean, the, the organ um, harvesting. It was a little weird. Aside, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, you know, <laughs> obviously, um, I think in principle, what Javier Millet is saying is something that a lot of us understand. And certainly when you are in a country like Argentina, uh, which was, we said, 140 percent annual inflation, 40 percent of the people in poverty, you need massive changes. And they just structurally do not ever make the changes that are needed and end up in this continued spiral loop um, of, of poverty and, and bad outcomes. The crazy part, and this is the parallel I want everyone to pay attention to, even though Argentina is this very specialized economy, it is a story that reminds me of what's happening in the U.S., he was, Millet was, was having, you know, when we first, uh, they did their open primary, he was, that was far and away. He, he had the most excitement. He had the people who were coming out to vote for him, but he came in second and is now going to a runoff. And the person that he is coming in second to Glenn is the minister of the economy. So the same party and the same person that is presiding over 140% inflation and 40% poverty is somehow garnering the lion's share of the vote. How is that possible? <laughs> And it goes back to corruption. It goes back to the strength of parties and getting their people to turn out. They did, it uh, sounds like a little bit of, of, of bribery or carrots where, hey, we're going to cut some of these taxes and subsidize more of this. And again, from the economically illiterate, oh, I'm hurting. That sounds like a great idea until you understand that that's what's causing it. And that's the point of frustration when you sit here as a logical person, whether you're in the U.S. or you're in Argentina, and the people who've put you in this bad position and continue to preside over it and want to try and continue to spend their way out of it, continue to get the lion's share of the votes, you know, it just it's just 
utter, utter madness. And so when you sit and you look at our elections and you go, well, you know, look at Bidenomics, look how he's destroyed right. the economy, look how he's destroyed purchasing power and opportunities and put us, you know, on the brink of World War Three. And they go, there's no way people are going to vote for him. I just want you to look at Argentina and understand why it's so important for everyone to get really fired up about this and to get people engaged and to have them understand the root of these problems, because otherwise you're going to get another carrot. You know, we saw in the U.S., oh, we're going to cancel student debt or we're going to do you know, we're going to have, you know, whatever it is. And that's going to go, oh, well, that will solve everything. And people will go out and vote for the same madness over and over again. And so, so that's really what he's up against there. So if he gets in, let's say he wins, he is going after big pharmaceutical, big medicine, the Federal Reserve uh, Bank uh, of of Argentina. He's going after the unions and uh, going after the teachers and the schools. How is he going to be able to do it? Or are they going to just try to do to him what they did to Donald Trump? Well, uh, one of the challenges in Argentina is that a lot of the decisions are made on a provincial basis instead of a federal basis. And that becomes the problem for him is, you know, how much can you really impact the policy? So it would be like here in the U.S. if the states actually had, you know, more heft and the federal government Correct. had left, as it should, um, it would be much harder to affect change at that level. And so I think it's going to be a really hard slog for him, but they have to try. The other thing I want to point out here, Glenn, which is, you know, again, everything is relative, is the fact that they think the dollar is the beacon of stability. That's how bad this country is. And we're going, oh, what's going on with our Federal Reserve? And they want to tie their future to it. So that's how desperate and bad they are. But it is sort of this, you know, look into this the future, you know, this Charles Dickens moment of what things can become if you don't get your spending under control and you continue to run the level of deficits that we're running in this country and continue to add to our national debt. Carol, as always, thank you so much for being on the program and bringing us up to speed on things. Uh, That's Carol Roth. She has the book, You Will Own Nothing. It is a step-by-step book of what is not only coming, but how to prepare yourself so you are not caught up in the madness. Um, It's an excellent, excellent book. Carol, thank you so much. Thanks, Glenn. You bet. Uh, So tonight, you know, we have been... um, we first went from Russia, 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 Ukraine, 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 to Israel, Israel, Israel. There's no speaker in the house. How many critical news stories have we missed in the ocean of this insane thing that is happening in our world right now? I think the biggest, the biggest story in our country's history, and maybe man's history, will end up being covid And what changes it made to our societies and to our world. New information is dripping out every week now. Thanks in large part to the disclosures from the House Oversight Committee on COVID origins. We're finding out who was involved, what they knew, when they knew it. And the ensuing cover-ups to make sure that no one knew what was really going on. We have found several stories that have just broken uh, just in the last few days, and no one's paying attention to it, and they're going to get buried. We are making sure, as I told you, when Israel first happened, like day number two, I said, look, 
we're going to talk a lot about Israel, but I want you to know my staff is aware of all of the other topics that we've been covering, and we will bring those stories to you when we can and when it's appropriate. We right now have to tell you what's going on with the COVID story because it is amazing, amazing. Tonight, we follow the money. This trail leads through multiple layers of government, including the CIA. It twists through big finance, big pharmaceutical companies, and winds up at ground zero in a biolab in Wuhan. All in all, it exposes the medical industrial complex. Do we happen to have that quote from yesterday from Joe Biden where he's talking about the mRNA vaccines that we're now looking for cancer? Listen to this. No, it was in the news. You had it in the news. Four-minute buzz. I'm sorry. Starting on day one, in the middle of the pandemic, we vaccinated a nation, the greatest operational effort ever undertaken by this country. Passion. Operational. The passion we behind did that statement. With the, a strategy based on science, based on not science. on politics. Hmm. Now, science is exploring whether the mRNA technology that brought us safe and effective COVID vaccines can be used against cancer. You're going to learn. You <laughs> are cured cancer. Why, 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 why do we need vaccines for it? You are going to learn some things tonight that will blow your mind. None of it is speculation. We have all of the paperwork on it now. I'm going to tell you the not wide, uh, widely known history of the medical industrial complex including the founding of Big Pharma itself. In fact, there's a single point in history where our entire medical system changed and cronyism not only perverted it, cronyism was the entire point. We're taking you back to a history that I don't think very many people know, and it is horrific. But if you follow from that point, you can follow the money. And not only to the origin of COVID-19, but to the place and the time where everything you hate about big pharma and medicine and doctors and everything else was made possible. What a surprise it ends in the progressive era. You may never look at our medical system the same ever again. I want to give you just one thing that is in the show tonight, and it is... Uh, you know, the, the promises that you get, that you hear all the time from uh, our pharmaceutical companies and our government and everybody getting together uh, and saying, you know, this is going to this is going to save the average family. In 2010, when Obamacare was signed into law, the average premium cost for an average family was fourteen thousand dollars. By 2012, it was 16. By 2018, it was 20,000. By 2020, 21,000. By 2022, 22,000. When we passed Obamacare and we were told it will reduce the average family's payment, it was $14,000. It is now $22,000. Why aren't the costs going down? We will show you and we'll show you all of the documents 
that prove almost everything you were told about COVID and the vaccines were a lie. And if we have a Speaker of the House today, maybe we can continue to uh, do research as the government entities because they have access to things. I'm going to show you things that we had access to a couple of years ago and what we saw because it was all redacted and what the government finally released last week. It is crazy. Tonight, nine o'clock, Blaze TV, the Glenn Beck Wednesday night special. Don't miss it. The operative word for so much of our society these days is crazy. We're raising the next generation of Americans to believe that the rule of law is completely topsy-turvy, that evil is good and good is evil. Oh, man, I didn't understand that in the scriptures. I really didn't understand that until recently. Why doesn't the madness stop? Because the woke mind virus is taken over and infected so many. We shouldn't enforce the law because it might hurt somebody's feelings. Well, here's the good news. You can protect your kids and grandkids from bad ideas, not through some vaccination science, but by teaching truth, truth. The Tuttle Twins want to help you do that for free. This week, you can get a free book, The Tuttle Twins Learn About the Law, and it explains how good law helps everyone. Once your kids get these lessons, they'll be much less likely to uh, to fall for those things, more likely to be immune to the bad ideas, things like Marxism and wokeism, because they see them for the garbage that they really are. Good ideas are the only antidote to bad ideas. Get the good ideas and teach it to your children. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Get the book for free. Just pay for shipping this week. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Go there now. The Glenn Beck Program. In case you didn't know, the things you do with your money actually matter. And you can often affect change in the country as much with your wallet. We've seen this with multiple companies recently changing really the landscape of American consumers. Uh, One way of changing the country with your wallet is to buy things that are made here in America. And I mean, actually made here in America. Everyone likes to say that, but who actually does it? Well, one place that actually does it is American Giant. Uh, American Giant it's a bunch of really good people that care about this country, but they make really, really good clothes too. And you know, this is the thing you don't want to be sacrificing. I'm going to have uh, something with the, that's made in America, but the quality's low or, you know, I want to have, I want the best of everything. I mean, I'm an American. That's what I want. And you get that with American giant, every stitch of thread, every metal rivet, every drop of ink is made and assembled right here. You're not just buying the clothing. You're investing in the process that will help save the country. And we need that independent spirit of American manufacturing back. And American Giant is doing their part. The, the cotton, the milling, the, the sewing, the cutting is 100% American. You can buy cheaper. It's possible. But you're going to get a much cheaper quality made by workers overseas who aren't even paid a living wage. Or you can do something great for America with American Giant. Go to American-Giant.com slash Glenn. American-Giant.com slash Glenn. American-Giant.com slash Glenn. So we have the House vote coming up here pretty soon. Uh, as And it looks like, I mean, the most 
the best chance of anyone actually getting through looks like it will be Mike Johnson, a guy from Louisiana, if you don't know who he is. His voting record is pretty similar to a Scalise or a McCarthy. Um, and he's got some good features. He's not the worst option. It could have gone a lot worse than this if he gets through. You probably haven't lost much uh, from McCarthy. I don't know that you've gained much either uh, from all of the past couple of weeks, but it's a little bit of a change. It does seem to support, again, these uh, temporary spending measures that were supposedly the cause of this big revolt. So it doesn't seem like he's going to stand out necessarily that much on that. But he has some good features. He seems to be a, a social conservative. Um, and, you know, he's one of these guys that has kept a low profile. And that's probably what's helping him here. There's two things helping him. Number one, low profile. He doesn't have a lot of enemies. He's not one of these guys that goes on Fox News all the time and says things uh, that are controversial and anger other Republicans. He's just not that, he doesn't have that personality type, which is helping him a lot here. The second thing is the moderates are basically putting a gun to the head of the rest of the conference and saying, if you do not get, if this vote doesn't go through, if we don't get it this time, then we're going to go work with the Democrats and put in McHenry for a temporary speakership power um, increase. And that's going to be a temporary uh, situation until we can figure something else out. A lot of Republicans don't want that. So likely they will go around, uh, rally around Johnson today. Vote is happening in a couple of hours. The Glenn Beck Program. Let me tell you a little bit about American Giant. American Giant is a an American company, and it was started by a guy who is a friend of mine who is just an amazing American. Uh, I don't know if we've ever talked about politics, really, per se. We've talked about the spirit of America and what it means to have something made in America and how important communities are and these factories that provide so many jobs and they keep that that spirit of that community alive. And I'm sorry, no matter what anybody says, work allows you to have pride, pride in yourself, in your community, in your product. And that's what they try to do. If a shirt has an American giant patch on it, it means something. Buy American today. If you're looking for clothing, all 100% from the ink to the thread to the the sewing and cutting, all done in America, American-Giant.com slash Glenn. That's American-Giant.com slash Glenn.
So yesterday, we alerted the UN that if Iran strikes any of our military, that we will act uh, aggressively um, and quickly. We wanted the UN to know that and Iran to know that. That doesn't sound like a good development, and we're moving more forces over to the Middle East. Meanwhile, the president is is both saying Israel has a right to respond and they shouldn't respond. Israel don't respond. But you're not hearing that same kind of talk about Ukraine, are you? You're not talking about, hey, can somebody call a ceasefire here so we can get some of the innocents out? Something is wrong. And J.D. Vance is one of the guys in the Senate that is standing against it, against what Joe Biden is doing, trying to tie Ukrainian aid and Israeli aid in the same package. They're not the same countries. They're not the same problems. And I feel like the Israeli thing happened at a very convenient time for this administration. We'll talk to J.D. Vance in 60 seconds. First, it's a day ending with Y, which means the world is about as stable as a two-legged table in an earthquake. Uh, everything that is going on in the news, you got to think, this has got to have kind of a negative effect on my financial future, maybe? I mean, I don't know, $10 a gallon gasoline in World War III. Sure, it sounds fun, but not so much. Diversify a portion of what you have saved. Take maybe 10% and put it into something like precious metals. It's usually a pretty good idea. Don't take my word for it. I want you to do your own homework. And I want you to start by talking to the people at Goldline. It's a easy conversation. Don't buy anything today. Just say you want all of the information. You're starting to do your homework, but you owe it to yourself and family to be prepared for the worst. In uncertain times, diversify with Goldline. This week, buy five one-ounce gold legal tender bar cards and get two, sorry, get one two-ounce silver maple flex bars. You'll get 20 copper Mayflower rounds and 50 Mind Your Business silver bars. All for free. Just call 866-GOLDLINE right now. 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. Senator J.D. Vance, welcome to the program, sir. How are you? Good, Glenn. How you doing? Very good. Thank you for standing up uh, for this. This is, dis- in my opinion, disgusting what is happening, uh, tying these two things together uh, and the way we are financing Hamas and Iran is really stomach turning. So thank you for standing up. Tell us what you're doing. Yeah, I appreciate it, Glenn. I mean, look, the the problem here is that Joe Biden sees a political opportunity in 1,400 murdered Israelis. Uh, The terrorist attack happened. Of course, it's a very terrible thing. We lost a lot of Americans in that terrorist attack. And in my view, we want to empower the Israelis to do as much as they can to degrade Hamas. That's on the one hand. On the other hand, you have a nonstop Ukraine conflict that is, we've already poured $120 billion into. Joe Biden would like to pour another 60 to $80 billion on top of that. It is, I think, actively contrary to America's interests, to yes. food and fuel prices in the world, to have this war continue. And so Joe Biden has figured out that he can use the Israeli conflict to sell the American people on indefinite war in Ukraine. And in fact, he has delivered a supplemental spending package 
to the Senate that would do exactly that. Combine Israel and Ukraine. So it makes those of us who are pro-Israel, makes it harder for us to oppose the package. And unfortunately, Glenn, this is the important part. Too many Senate Republicans are going along with it. When you combine these packages, you put pro-Israel conservative senators in a bind because they don't want to send another $60 billion to Ukraine. And Joe Biden is, is effectively using dead Israeli children to sell this package to the American people. We need to separate the packages, have a separate debate because they are separate countries that raise separate questions and problems for our country. That is the reasonable thing to do. And we shouldn't be going along with Joe Biden's politicization of the Israel tragedy. But how are you going to do that? I mean, you have people like Lindsey Graham who, you know, thinks this is just gangbuster. This is the greatest because now you can get both. I mean, there are those who honestly, J.D., can you tell me what does victory in Ukraine look like? I can tell you what victory in Israel will look like, an end of Hamas, uh, possibly an end to the nuclear bomb building capability of Iran at the most extreme. What does winning look like in Ukraine, the death or the overthrowing of Putin? Well, we have no idea, Glenn, and this is the problem with the Biden administration's policy is they haven't articulated what are we trying to accomplish in Ukraine, how long is it going to take to accomplish it, and how much money is it going to cost us to do that? The, the answer is, and when you talk to them in private settings, they will tell you, Glenn, they really have no idea how this is going to end. Their hope is that if they kick the can down the road another six months, maybe the Ukrainians make a strategic breakthrough. Maybe the Russians just get tired of fighting. Maybe the tooth fairy intervenes. Something is supposed to happen that makes it possible to bring Russia to the negotiating table. They know there is no victory for Ukraine if you define it as pushing them completely out of the territory that Russia controls. So, so they're just hoping. And I don't think we should be spending $60 billion of American taxpayer money on top of $120 billion we've already spent on a hope of Joe Biden and Look. his foreign policy advisors. It's disgraceful, and it's disgraceful that too many Republicans go along with it. I will say, say um, you know, one, one final point here. Obviously, Lindsey, and I, Lindsey Graham and I disagree very stridently on the Ukraine question, but even a lot of my Republican colleagues who are pro-sending money to Ukraine, they want to defy the packages because they recognize it's a slap in the face to Israel to tie their fate to the Ukrainian war. Aren't we also tying the border security to the Ukrainian funding? That's exactly right, Glenn. And this is just another example of Joe Biden trying to take things that are politically popular for conservatives, package them together, and then use that to sell the interminable war in Ukraine. Now, by the way, Glenn, if you read the fine print on the alleged border security package, it actually gets much worse. What we're really doing is funding and facilitating Joe Biden's open border. We're sending resources to communities that are housing illegal migrants. We're spending a lot of money to transport migrants from the southern border all across the country. Jeez. There's nothing in the package for real border security. So it's not just that it's a political ploy by Joe Biden to call something border security so he can support Ukraine. When you read the fine print, it doesn't even accomplish border security. It's really, really atrocious 
what this guy is trying to do. And look, I expect it, right? I disagree with Joe Biden. I didn't vote for him. I'm not going to vote for him. What is ridiculous is if Republicans go along with it. So the the encouragement I'd make, Glenn, to you, to your audience, because you have a huge audience and and the voters actually have a voice and their representatives Mm. listen to them. Call into D.C. and tell them, divide the packages. Do not hold up the border and do not hold up Israel's security on Joe Biden's Ukraine war. I got to push back on this one, and I hope you have a good answer. But uh, I, for one, asked my audience to call and be polite. And they called a couple of weeks ago. uh, And Sean Hannity asked his people and Levin and everybody else. We called the House. And the weasel Republicans actually used that as an excuse to not do what we felt were the right things. They said we, we had these people calling us and, and saying all kinds of things. I can guarantee you that it was only the odd duck in my audience that would have done that. They wouldn't have called them names and, and threatened their family. Maybe that happened, but that is that is not the American people. That is not the people who support uh, the rule of law and the Constitution. So when you say call the Senate, what is that going to do? Look, Glenn, I understand people have frustrations, but it actually does matter. And here, here's the thing. These guys were going to be weaselly no matter what people did. They were just looking for an excuse to, right. not, do, uh, exactly to not do the right, right. thing. Uh, but but I, I guarantee the calls did not hurt Jim Jordan's speaker candidacy. They helped. It's just, unfortunately, the weasels were going to find a way to kill Jim Jordan's speaker candidacy anyways. It really does matter. Trust me, I, I, I sit in these lunches with my colleagues folks I agree with and disagree with, when they have the American people motivated about an issue, it does affect them and it does matter. Uh, we, we unfortunately, and you know, I, I was one of the first people to endorse Jim Jordan's speaker candidacy. Yeah. I actually think we got a very good speaker out of this process, assuming uh, Congressman Johnson gets through this afternoon. Uh, so, so despite the fact that I supported Jim Jordan, it was pretty clear early on that they were never going to let Jim Jordan become the speaker. Correct. Uh, and it had nothing to do with us calling. In fact, I think calling actually did help us a bit. Okay. So call all of our Republicans. I mean, how many of the, uh, we need all of them and then some Democrats too, don't we? You know, to divide the packages, to actually force us to have a separate debate, we just need 41 Republicans to stand tall and say, we're not going to do Joe Biden's bidding for him. We're not going to accept this combined package, a $100 million behemoth uh, with, by the way, a lot of open border funding. So, so no, I, I actually think we just need Republicans to stick together. Even if they are pro-Ukraine funding, we need the message to be we're not holding the American southern border and we're not holding Israel's security hostage to the Ukraine war. Yeah. Um, all right. So we don't need all of the Republicans, which helps because uh, you'll yeah. never get the Romneys of the world. Um, OK, so call your senator. When does this vote go down? Well, look, it, it probably won't go down for a couple of weeks here. So okay. uh, it's, it's unclear when leadership will try to move this package. But right now, the fight is to divide right. it so that we have okay. separate votes. And that's what I'm trying to, to work to, okay. towards right now. So call your senator today. And I know when I ask you that, I know because I would be rolling my eyes. You're in the car and please don't roll your eyes. Keep your eyes on the road. But I would be rolling my eyes as well. I'd be like, oh, really? That's going to help. But we have to do all the things that we can do and then leave the rest of it up to God. 
Uh, do what you're supposed to do. Do what the system requires. Don't, and I don't have to say this to you, my audience, don't do anything stupid. Don't make threats. You only hurt our cause. Hello, January 6th. Please don't do any of that. I don't mean to insult you and your intelligence on this, um, but please do call your senator and tell them to separate because you're getting a bogus border bill. Yeah, I, something's wrong with the administration in there. How can they be sending money over to um, Israel and then saying, oh, you know, you got to stop. You got to stop. We don't don't do anything yet. There's something wrong uh, with this. I think it's just an act to get the money to Ukraine. And uh, we're headed towards World War Three. And the last thing we should be doing is lumping all of this together. That's exactly right, Glenn. And by the way, if you have Hamas terrorists who are obviously attacking the Israelis, but are also planning attacks in the United States of America, how does it make sense to facilitate their migration all across the continental United States? You cannot have real border security if you're paying people to move themselves from the southern border uh, to, to, to all across America. That will facilitate an open border, and will actually promote acts of terrorism in our country. I hate to say it, Glenn, because I hate to be alarmist about this stuff. I think we're at the greatest risk of a terrorist attack in this country that we've been in 20 years. I agree. And the reason is Joe Biden has let in a lot of designated terrorists and then paid money to have them flown across the country. We have had, we, we, we know we've caught, I think it's 400 uh, people that are on the, on the watch list or the terrorist list. 400 we've caught. How many have come across that we didn't catch? I mean, we know that there are people that wish us ill that have come into this country, and it's only a matter of time. Uh, and when you see the, the, the streets in these Palestinian, uh, you know, marches where they are saying, gas the Jews, gas the Jews, there's only one solution. That's not a group of people, or at least a few of the people that are friendly to our country. Those are people that do really bad things. That's exactly right, Glenn. And, and by the way, uh, a lot of these folks came into the country and feel no gratitude towards it and are not. importing the ethnic and religious hatreds of their own old country into their new one. Uh, this is why we should have, I really believe this, Glenn, we should have actual screening for people, even legal immigrants that come into our country, no. to actually <laughs> confirm that they share some of our values. And that if we bring somebody from Palestine, for example, they're not going to come here and want to kill Jews and Westerners because of something they were taught in their old country. When you become an American, become an American or stay out of the country. Amen. I can't believe that that will probably cause you a headache today because it is absolute common sense. J.D. Vance, thank you so much, sir. Appreciate Thanks, it. Glenn. Take care. You bet. Senator J.D. Vance, please call your senator. Please call your senator and tell them to separate the bills. Uh, all right. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. If you're like most Americans right now, you are definitely feeling the effects of inflation. Whether you're watching the number spiral at the gas pump, feeling like you're getting robbed at gunpoint every day when you try to buy groceries, don't even step close to the meat market. My gosh, have you seen the price of meat? You can sell a kidney on the dark web and it would still, I don't think, would cover your grocery bill if you wanted to have hamburgers every night. 
This is why you need to reach out to American Financing. It's not right for everybody, but it may be right for you. So please do your homework on this. They're saving homeowners an average of about $700 a month. So the people who are calling in from this show and are doing business are, are finding ways to send in, save an average of $700 a month. Their salary-based mortgage consultants will start with a free no-obligation savings review, and then they can help you close on a cash-out refi of your home's mortgage, which could help you get a leg up on those expensive high-interest debts like the credit cards. By the way, when you're paying for the interest rate on credit cards, it's not tax-deductible, but you put it into your mortgage and it is, so the savings go even further. They have custom loans to fit almost everyone, so don't worry about your credit. Find out today what American Financing can do for you. It could be a lot. No pressure, no upfront fees, and you can start today, and you might be able to close in as little as two weeks and delay up to two mortgage payments. Call American Financing at 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or go to AmericanFinancing.net. 10 seconds, station ID. In 1965, Paul Harvey wrote something called, If I Were the Devil. And he looked at the coming trends in 1965. And he laid it out, if I were the devil, I'd do this. I thought about that last night and I updated it a bit. If I were the devil, I'd promote confusion and division Convincing the masses that there is no universal truth, only personal truth. I'd tell them that there is no truth but your truth. If I were the devil, I'd sow seeds of discontent by saying that to truly embrace diversity, one must first categorize, judge, and pigeonhole by color, creed, and gender. I champion the idea that identity isn't determined by a biology or any inner inner understanding, but by fleeting feelings, causing a maelstrom of internal and external conflict. I'd persuade the world that the past sins of a particular race are the shared guilt of every individual of that race, making forgiveness impossible and generational shame inevitable. If I were the devil, I'd twist the very notion of equality, convincing society that the only way to truly overcome bias is with a different form of bias, painting intolerance as a virtue in the name of justice. And I would make mankind believe that all the answers lie solely within the realm of science, making it their god while dismissing the spiritual, emotional, philosophical dimensions of existence. If I were the devil, I'd just keep doing everything that he's doing today. How do you convince a people that you can go in and rape, murder, behead children, shoot babies, all execution style, that you can let me play. Uh, let me play the cut here of the father uh, being told by his son, "Dad, you won't believe how many Jews I killed today." Listen to this. Hello. Hi, Abba. Uh, Hi, Dad. 
I'm calling you from mail Open my whoops out now and you'll see all those I killed. Look how many I killed with my own hands. Dad, may God protect you. Dad, I'm talking to you from a Jewish women's phone. I killed her. I killed her husband. I killed 10 with my own hands. Dad, 10 with my own hands. Open the WhatsApp and see what I've done. Open the phone, Dad. I'm calling you on WhatsApp. Dad, I'm in the fight. Dad, I killed 10. 10. 10 with my own hands. Their blood is on my own hands. Put mom on the phone. Oh, my son, bless you. I swear, 10 with my own hands, mother. I killed 10 with my own hands. How do you convince a good number of people that that is right? By convincing good people to remain silent. The Glenn Beck Program. So you're standing there in a store. You've got a set of towels in your hand and they feel soft and absorbent. They say it on the tag, but how great is that? Not great at all, as it turns out, because the moment you get them home, they turn into like burlap. Not so much with my towels from my pillow. They actually work. They're soft and very absorbent. And now my pillow is announcing two brand new lines of my towels for you to try. They're made of amazing ring spun cotton, which makes them really absorbent and soft. Now you can get a six piece set for an amazing introductory sale price as low as twenty nine ninety eight with a promo code back. You can get the designer premium line for just twenty dollars more. Those will be the towels that only company uses. No matter what you decide on, that's a 50% savings. These towels work. They're great. What a concept. To find this offer, just go to MyPillow.com and click on the Radio Listener Special Square. Check out the new My Towel six-piece towel set. Get 50% in savings. Remember, enter the promo code BECK. You can call 800-966-3117. 800-966-3117. MyPillow.com. Promo code BECK. Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn and subscribe. Use the code Glenn Plus. You get 36 bucks off your annual subscription. Thank you so much for listening to the program and uh, following us and sharing the news that we try to bring you every day. Yesterday, I will tell you that the uh, Blaze... Uh, made a big roll uh, of the dice. Um, and the only thing that, the only reason why we could do this and convince anybody in a group that it made sense was because of you. We know you. And I, I think this is, and I mean this sincerely, this is the greatest audience ever assembled. I, I really believe that in the history of radio in America. I don't know of another audience that is more together um, of one good spirit that is charitable the way you are, that believes in the best of America um, and just wants to do the right thing. I, I, I don't know how I got so lucky or blessed to be able to speak to you every day, but we know that you understand what you're up against and we're up against it's not easy listening to this stuff every day it's even harder to tell you all this stuff every day sometimes it's just so overwhelming 
But I began to build the blaze uh, in 2010. I think we launched in 2011. Was it 2011? It was. Uh, it was on September or on August 28th. It was while we were at the the mall in Washington, and we were standing in front of the Lincoln Memorial. I launched the blaze that day, and the reason why I did is I wanted it to go underneath the radar. I didn't want anybody talking about it. I just wanted to launch it, get it out there, and not make a big deal until we could get it right. And I mean, we got it right. What day is it? Uh, like last Wednesday. And we are trying so hard to make it better every day. And we have done some amazing things behind the scenes in the last three months. And we have now uh, committed to do um, investigative reporting. That's extraordinarily expensive. We have also uh, committed to doing, I think it's 10, it may be 12 documentaries every year. And they will be documentaries. Some of them will be done by me. And when I say done by me, they will be um, executed by me and my team. But the company has put together a team of documentary filmmakers and research people to take our ideas and our research and then say, how can we go deeper in this and how can we present this? We're also doing um, entertainment for the family. We're just dipping our toe in this. It's extraordinarily risky and expensive. So we're just trying a few things and seeing if things catch on. Um, we now have a sports section. We also now have a, uh, a lifestyle section on The Blaze. We have a section. There is a great short story by Walter Kern in today's uh, Blaze that you can find. It's we are gathering more people to give a wider experience and there is no advertisement. That's the big scary thing. No advertisement. We did this because we know what is happening at Google and Facebook and everything else and the left. What they're trying to do is make it impossible for us to pay our employees. And we are at the point now to where we have to start cutting staff or come up with another idea because we are being blocked at every turn by the Google ad people and all of the digital ad players. They have algorithms that go out and search for content like ours. And if it's at all talking about a topic they don't want to be talking about, they will demonetize it. And they send out a deal to all advertisers and say, this is kind of risky content. I don't know if you want to be involved in that. And so it automatically demonetizes, which means everything that we have done, all the time that we have spent in writing and researching and everything else, that's all gone. We can't make money on it. And you know what happens to com companies that can't make money on their product? They get bailed out by the government. Oh, no. Sorry. That's ah. only the airlines ah. and leftist organizations. Ah. Sorry. Sorry. Um, so we had to come up with another way. We don't believe in Google advertising. We don't believe in Madison Avenue. We do believe in you. And if we got 1% of our audience to join us on what we now call Blaze TV Plus, uh, 
that will give you the all of the news stories, all of the in-depth uh, analysis and access to the documentaries and everything else. If you join us on Blaze TV Plus, you will 1% of this audience, 1% of just this audience, not the entire Blaze audience, this audience, will be able to give you great, great investigative reporting. And the reason why it is now is the time is twofold. One, we're entering a time now where I believe, you know, if you look back in World War II, they had monitors in all of the studios and newsrooms. Okay, They had military monitors at the big places where they would look over copy and say, nope, you can't do that. You can't do that. You can't do that. There wasn't real freedom of speech. There usually isn't in a large global war. You know, it's propaganda and everything else. They're not going to put monitors in in places like this. They'll just shut us down. They'll make it so nobody in the world can even hear us. We have to be completely independent and have a direct line to you now more than ever. Because when this comes down, believe me, I have seen their own um, their own strategies on this. It's out in the open. For instance, if there is a financial collapse of any kind, the first thing on their list, this is their list. This is not me you know, thinking this is what they would do. This is in their own words. The first thing that has to be done is to silence anyone who is saying anything other than the accepted Federal Reserve lines. I doubt that's going to be me. So um, you're going to have a hard time getting truth. That's why I want to teach you how to find the truth in the next few months. And we're doing this in the next few months. We're asking you to have a one-on-one personal contact without any middleman between us. So please join us at Blaze TV. It's blazetv.com slash Glenn. And the promo code is Glenn Plus. Glenn Plus. Thank you. I couldn't remember if it was Glenn or Beck Plus, but it's a Glenn Plus. Glenn Plus. Uh, and you'll save $36, which basically makes it what you know what you're paying you know before uh if you're already a blaze tv subscriber you will already already have access to all of this but there's a lot of things that have to be done and uh done now now and this will by the way glenn plus will expire as fast as cnn plus did so wait what (laughs) it will go away this is not an all-time uh forever offer here so get it now oh well we I don't know what you're saying, but we will always offer. I'm saying Glenn Plus, the subs- the the little fancy savings oh, is going to go away. Oh, okay, All yes. Right. Blaze like- TV Plus will always be around, unlike CNN Plus. Right, but yes. the savings <laughs> of getting in now is uh, is limited time. And um, we have hired Brian Stelter. That's another. That's another announcement. But um, for extra two dollars, <laughs> you'll never have to see him. We'll hide all of his material. It's <laughs> just a new. Uh, we're trying new things out here. Hey, I mean, it's a difficult environment. Can you blame us? Really? <laughs> uh, so, so join us now tonight on uh, Blaze TV on my program. Uh, we have uh, 
we're going to be exposing some things as promised when the Israeli thing started. Uh, we were we were only focused on Israel and we need to remain focused on the war because I think uh the war is going to turn in. Did you were you disturbed at all by what happened with the UN yesterday? I with mean, Lincoln. Usually, I am disturbed yeah. by anything that goes on. With but did the you UN. know it? But yeah, I, I, you had mentioned it earlier. Yeah, this, so today, off Lincoln air. came in and told the UN, "We will act decisively and quickly uh, if Iran targets any of our our people, soldiers, or anything else." Well, they also announced yesterday that twenty. The U.S. soldiers were injured when Iran targeted us, what, a few days ago. Never told anybody about it, but now they told everybody about it, and then they said, if it happens again. Yeah. Does anyone believe this, though? I mean, we've got a dozen hostages that Iran basically is responsible for taking. I actually do believe this, and I did not be for only one reason. I am convinced this government wants this war. Hmm. It will allow them to do things. When you go, if you're in a global war, you can do anything. I mean, the FCC was not really a thing uh, until war. Never let a crisis go to waste. I Never said let it earlier, crisis. but it's so true, and it's so obvious they continue to live by that that uh, saying. And and there's no way out of the different things that are going on now. I mean. It is so clear that Biden is is dirty and taking money. Did you see what was the latest story? The Biden associate of the center of the China money transfers played golf with Joe Biden up to a dozen times. This is new from the FBI. Nobody's paying attention to it because of everything that's going on. We are paying attention to it. But it is so clear that he's dirty, that there's just no way out. It is so clear that uh, the Great Reset is happening in some form or another. They're just renaming it. But you have the collusion of big government, big business, uh, and big NGOs. It is going to be so apparent that what we've done or didn't do on our southern border is going to cause terrorism here in the United States. It is so clear that uh, our dollar and our spending is so out of control, it will eventually change the world's financial situation. And the way to do all of those changes, as I've told you now for years, is global war. It has to happen after the implosion of trust. There was a whole checklist I gave you. The last one before war was the implosion of trust. Once people don't know who to trust... It's time. We are there. Tonight, I am going to show you some amazing things that are happening with science in America and how the government has lied to you. Who's making all of the money? What is their motivation for doing this and how they can control everything if they can control your health? It all revolves around COVID. Tonight, there's been new documents that have been released in the last couple of weeks, uh, new, new evidence that shows this entire thing was a lie. I'm going to show it to you tonight. 
because we are following all of the stories. We just may not be talking about it here, but we're following all of the stories. By the way, if you don't get my free newsletter, please sign up at glenbeck.com. It's free. You get it every morning. It's about anywhere from 60 to 90 stories that are the stories of the day that you need to pay attention to. You can get that for free at glenbeck.com. And please join us. Please join us at uh, theblaze.com. You can get your subscription now and save money. It's blazetv.com slash glen, promo code glen plus, and you'll save 36 bucks. All right, relief factor. When you live in pain, sometimes getting through the day just means doing the best you can, even when that's, you know, a lot less than it used to be. Knowing you could be doing so, so much more, enjoying life so much more. It is so frustrating, especially when you've tried everything you can think of. When I was dealing with awful daily pain, my wife talked me into trying Relief Factor. I didn't think it was, would work. I'm glad she talked me into it. I mean, she forced me. She didn't talk me into it, but I'm glad she did. If you've been dealing with pain, please give Relief Factor a try. We need everybody on the field. Everybody, don't try, don't even think about sitting this one out because you're in pain. Get the three-week quick start. It's 1995. It's a trial pack. It's not a drug developed by doctors. More than a million people have bought Relief Factor's quick start, and about 70% of them go on to order more. Go to relieffactor.com or call 1-800-4-RELIEF. 1-800-4-RELIEF. Three-week quick start right now. Relieffactor.com. 800-4-RELIEF. Relief Factor. Feel the difference. The Glenn Beck Program. It's the Glenn Beck Program. You know, it's quite amazing just on the economic front how stupid this administration is. Jamie Dimon has just come out and ripped central banks for being 100% dead wrong on all of the economic for, uh, forecasts. Another story in today's show prep, beef prices are now at record highs and it doesn't look like they're going to be going down. Then the White House decides to take the architect Behind Elizabeth Warren's student debt forgiveness plan, which was a complete disaster, and make them an economic advisor in the administration. So promote people who have just done horrible things. Bitcoin is now at its highest level since May 22. Um, they've said that this was over. You should get out. They've done doing everything they can to destroy Bitcoin. Uh, but Bitcoin was it fifteen? I think fifteen thousand. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, it's now what thirty five, thirty four, yeah, thirty four thousand, which um, is incredible considering the attention yeah. it's got that it has been negative. And that's just because of how out of control the world is right now. And General Motors, they've been all in with the Biden administration. General Motors has now scaled back their electric vehicle target, citing profitability concerns. In other words. We can't keep building cars nobody wants to pay for. Another victory lap for our president. The Glenn Beck Program.